Hello and welcome back to Blacker Couch Reviews. I'm your host, Christina. We're back for another episode of The Bear. This is season one, episode five, entitled Sheridan, written by Karen Joseph Adcock, directed by Joanna Callow. Nice to see women all up and down this one considering Sydney was pretty much the focal point of this episode we got a little bit of her backstory we got to see Carmi responding to the fact that Richie is a drug dealer (laughs) and Marcus learns a lesson a very important lesson about your job and then being innovative at your job but overall another really great episode i gave it a 9.2 out of 10 let's jump into the recap before we do wherever you listen to this podcast podbean stitcher itunes spotify they call it apple Podcasts right now youtube go down to the rating section drop some stars leave a review my social media will be there as well if you want to send feedback for the bear or any other show that i'm doing blackercouch at gmail.com i heard it's supposed to come back in may uh, the second season may or june nope it says june of 2023 with another 10 episodes so pretty soon i'll be in london at that time but still i'm glad that i don't have to wait personally because <laughs> this came out june of 2022 so that would have been a whole year for everyone else but lucky for me i only have to wait a couple of months sydney wakes Thinking of her life, which revolves around cooking and being broke, as she got a notification on her phone, her credit application was denied, probably for the Sheridan Road catering business. And she has a few boxes stacked in her room. Regarding that, she does live with her dad and she takes a shit ton of medication. I think most of that, though, may have been mixed in with her dad's medication. So... Hers look to be for anxiety. I don't know what's going on with her dad. We didn't see him, but I'm guessing he has some type of condition. Coming into work, she takes the station next to Carmi and the two discuss her cogs, which reflect that they are, in fact, not making enough at night at dinner service to cover labor due to sandwiches being the only thing that's available and sandwiches are a killer at night. And thus they need to create a new dinner menu with Sydney throwing out ideas and possibilities of a rib or a, cause he cooked something himself and he was all about, I don't know what it was, but Tina thought it was delicious, but a risotto that she brought up and some ribs, short ribs. Marcus comes in, having already been there, excited over the acknowledge in the book that he is experimenting with but not yet taking care of his cakes sydney looked to be attached to the idea of risotto and kind of looked annoyed when carmi just shut that down and said maybe then they hear a noise an upsetting noise which carmi's like i think i know what this is before all of that toilet water exploded in his face oh that's nasty oh they're so nasty it causes quite the mess and sydney's the one like we should shut down for lunch but he's like we can't afford that but this is another moment of sydney needing to be the true thinking outside of the box i think that carmy has a lot of 
talent as the chef, but he's not very well business oriented. And yet Sydney, that's something she dealt with, but she also admits later on, she kind of failed it. But she certainly can think outside the box because that's what her catering business, what catering in general kind of forces you to do. But Carmi Demir's at closing the shop saying, no, no, we can clean this up, even though that's sewer water on the floor. That just seems unsanitary. Calling the trusted Fock or Neil, is his first name, who comes in <laughs> to, to possibly take care of it. So does Richie with the the sunglasses, the telltale sunglasses of inebriation. He always coming in last too. Ibram, upon seeing Carmi cook, said, it looks like there are too many ingredients. However, when Tina tastes what he has provided and what he's teaching them to cook, she can't knock the end result. <laughs> While trying to fix the toilet and speaking with Richie, Neil admits that he wants to apply to be a cook. And Richie pretends to fuck him while he works. It's like, no, I really want to apply. And since he says he's HR, <laughs> he tries to sell himself. I got hearth. Well, I'm nervous. I mean, I got heart. You're going to need a brain. This from the dumbest person on the premises. Go suck a dick, suck a dick, suck a motherfucking dick. Suck a dick, suck a huge or small Marcus has his roommate Chester assist with new techniques, but continues to not have his cakes ready, even though Carmi reminded him, don't get caught up in your side project. He also tells Chester not to ruin The Bachelor for him because last time he asked him what happened and he told him the play by play and he's like, then don't ask me what happened. I was kind of on his side. <laughs> what answer did you want me to provide if it wasn't spoilers? Tina mentions Carmi's mom that she got the onions from her, who is also, it seems, a cook, but a mess of a person causing some anxiety for Carmi at just the mention of her. Neil and Richie continue to argue over his qualifications to work there with him believing himself a hard worker with a good vibe. Fuck your vibe. Don't ever fuck my vibe. I swear to God, I will fuck anything I want to fuck. <laughs> this was a laugh out loud moment for me because one, I don't know what it is about the word fuck, but it always tickles me. And when he followed that up with you will not fuck me. <laughs> I thought that was pretty funny. But them just physically getting into a fight in the middle of the floor that's not even really a fight, childish. Sweeps asked three times, should I break this up? And Fox kept saying, yes, yes, break it up. But he needed an authoritative figure that works there to tell him so. <laughs> Upon being humiliated for not being hired immediately when he got all the tea, Neil narks to everyone that Richie is selling coke out of the back alley. But I'm like, seriously, probably the only person that didn't know was Carmi. And Carmi, who saw the interaction episodes ago, surely suspected as much but never addressed it so this should not be a huge surprise sydney works on a risotto while marcus struggles to make his cakes having run out of time 
Fox feels bad for snitching when they have a three-way conversation about this. But Richie only admits to distributing when he's holding. Really, nigga? He admits that he's been supplementing the income for the beef with drug money just to get through the pandemic. Just through the pandemic. Carmi is upset. Fock has ruined his chances at employment. And just as Richie tells Carmi not to blow a fuse, the fuse in the entire restaurant is blown. I thought that was brilliant writing. They took the meat from the walk-in cooler to Pete's house with Sugar not pleased that they got her husband's permission instead of hers. <laughs> She's like, you're such a weakling. You don't want to call me. He's like, actually, I kind of like Pete now. Uh, Richie's like, you're going to let her talk to you like that? Sugar's like, shut the fuck up. And why are you even here? <laughs> it's like, I told you I don't like when Richie shows up at my house. Same. Um he then says i got a lot of shit going on carmy and sugar replies oh i do too my brother died richie's like dark that's very dark (laughs) he's like that was some bullshit you didn't have to do that when richie rags on pete for being a cubs fan and doesn't think he can be an authentic cubs fan because he probably doesn't know the name of the first baseman he uh proves that you're incorrect, Richie. I know exactly who that first baseman's name is. And even Richie had to shut the fuck up. R-E-S-P-E-C-T, find out what it means to me. R-E-S-P-E-C-T, take F-T-C-T. Sugar points out he's a shit brother, Carmi, but is proud that he is going to meetings because she says, since you're on a time deadline, let me bullet point my issues with you. But she simply just wants to be involved in her brother's life. Like you only show up when you need something. You don't even call me. You call Pete. We didn't even talk about the thing. And uh, and you also <laughs> are not trying to assist me through this time of need. Cindy, once again, uh, she just gave him a hug too, though. <laughs> like, oh, you're going? Cindy once again catches the beef when it falls because the gas pilot is not working and Neil cannot fix it. She understands how to salvage food. They're like, oh, you dealt with this before? She's like, oh, yeah. And sets up lunch service outside to Carmi's delight when he pulls back up with Richie. And even Richie is impressed at her ingenuity. She's like, can we get more of a stock sweeps and also a towel for tina yes it's very flamey it's a fire chef (laughs) i'm glad they're getting on though carmy checks on marcus who's pouting admits that he made a mistake with the cakes did shit last minute and carmy is easy on him but does reaffirm your work must get caught up before you get creative However, he knows mistakes will continue to happen because shit does. You know, Marcus' first job was at McDonald's, (laughs) which is not at all a creative place (laughs) to work on jackedly shit. You can't even make meals. Like when I worked at the kitchen at, when I worked at, um, in the cafe, just basically the kitchen, but the cafe at a, and in a, in a hospital you at least can fuck around 
when you were done with the lunch and dinner, so if that was what you were wanting to do, we used to do that all the time. We'd be like, let me get that spinach back there. We're going to throw some bacon in here. We're going to make ourselves some meals. If that's that's what, where you would go, if you would like any of that creativity freedom, but not in McDonald's. Carmi admits that when he won um, for food and wine, the James Beard Award, he almost burnt down the restaurant because he was staring at a, f- a fire pondering that if he doesn't put it out, this place will burn down with all of his anxiety being gone. And that felt like a moment that was he needed to bring up to somebody that's not just Marcus. This Marcus like, and then you just put out the fire. I'm like, no, nah, that shit was deep. <laughs> he just admitted it's the happiest day of his life the very next day he tried to destroy his entire future including himself in said fire (laughs) that that's uh that's pretty dark as well i do like how they're throwing those very subtle psychological issues in a very casual manner and even in this he's just trying to reach out and talk to him but the underlining (laughs) condition there is still there Fox tells him his connect didn't come through. So they need $5,500 to fix the the condenser. And they need Richie to sell drugs to get it. He gets Richie to say, or he get Richie gets Neil to say Mate because he's that much of an asshole. With Richie agreeing only one more deal. But we all know his ass is lying. Like, dude, what are you taking before you come in in the morning? the sun ain't that bright i just realized that the actor jeremy white he actually which won some awards for this i think i already brought that up but he he did um he did shameless in chicago too right they filmed there i wonder if he just lives there and he's like i'm not signing up for any tv shows unless it's being filmed in chicago which isn't the easiest place to film because chicago is uh bewilding Carmi praises Sid's leadership skills and asks about what it was like to cater. Something she did out of her garage that got too big too fast. She didn't have enough for a building and the failure of the venture ruined her credit, her standing. However, it was a time in which she didn't have a psychopath motivating her and she thought that's what, that's what she wanted. But look where it got her. So she spends her night thinking about what she could have done differently. Marcus begins prepping ahead of time and labeling. Use a knife, chef, because it looks professional. Be the profession you want, right? If you only put 20% in, don't expect to get more than 20% out. Sydney later on goes home and is inspired by a dish when she is sleeping we know that she was thinking about this dish all day but it was a rather abrupt end to the episode (laughs) when the music came on i expected at least for her to go back into and at least start cooking and that would have been i think a little yeah but that's close already i don't know it just was really abrupt for me (laughs) it's like damn okay episodes episodes over but still, I enjoy the show a lot. I enjoy the cooking aspect that they do. Even when they're having conversations, the camera doesn't focus on their faces the entire time. It will pan down to them cooking. And you see, because cooking, if you talk to chefs, you know, it is a story. Also, 
and they put a lot of themselves in the dishes that they are presented. So it's, it is an extension of who they are. So I like that they're using that aspect. Once again, if you want to send feedback, buckercouch at gmail.com or you can leave a comment below. My social media will be there as well. Until next time, peace, hair grease, and bucker magic. Hustling, 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 hustling